Welcome to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. This is Dawn Rocky with CASA for Lancaster County, along with my co-host, Lacey Bolt, from the Nebraska AIDS Project. And this show was created to highlight the great work by done, done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of CAUSE Collective. To learn more about CAUSE Collective and how we help our members better serve the community, visit our website as ca- at causecollectivelincoln.org. While you're there, you can sign up for a free letter to read all about what members are doing and how you can support them. Just click on community newsletter under the community outreach button. Today, we are talking to Megan Heyman, who is the Food and Nutrition Access Community Organizer from Nebraska Appleseed. So welcome, Megan. Thank you, it's great to be here. Great. Um, How about to start off, tell us how, um, a little about yourself and how you got started in your current job. Yes, so I joined Nebraska Appleseed after um, spending some time in college studying community organizing. Uh, And I realized that I really wanted to go home to the community that raised me so that I could invest in it and create positive change for my fellow Nebraskans. Great. Um, So are you from Nebraska then? Uh, uh, yes, I moved here when I was eight. So I've grown You're up here, here. <laughs> longer than anyone else, yeah. anywhere else. Yes. Yes. I didn't move to Nebraska till I was 13, but I kind of consider that I'm from Nebraska. So <laughs> that's good. Well, tell us the best part of your job. Yeah, I would say that the best part of my job is really getting to work with community members. It's one of the most fulfilling and inspiring aspects of my work, uh, especially when that collaboration helps to push the needle on efforts that help Nebraskans keep their families fed. That's great. Tell us um, more about the um, food and nutrition access, um, I guess, initiative that Nebraska Appleseed is doing. Tell us what all goes into that. Yeah, so our food and nutrition access program is housed under our economic justice program, which focuses on access to public benefits, um, food access and housing rights. Uh, Within our food access work, uh, we primarily focus on, I would say, two Uh, big categories. One would be SNAP access, um, so the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, um, formerly known as food stamps, and making sure that Nebraskans are able to access this resource um, and um, help put food on the table. And then the other side of our work is focused more on child nutrition and access to school meals. um, And that work covers a a variety of um, subtopics, including um, expanding access to free school meals for students, um, as well as working with school nutrition directors around the state to um, advance equity initiatives um, that make school meals more accessible to more students. Mm -hmm. And I know with when COVID began, that summer meal program was really, really important. So I'm sure that that continues to have, um, be one that is really important. Yes, absolutely. We work with, um, we work with a lot of folks, both at the, um, at the school nutrition director level and um, at the state level who um, are able to um, help administer these programs and make sure that kids get the food they need to thrive. 
one of my favorite topics whenever I'm talking about food and access to food is, of course, the SNAP program. And um, over the years in, in talking to other agencies who work with that program a lot, it's, uh, you know, a lot of the conversation has centered around the, the application. And um, I don't know if it still is lengthy as it used to be, but it used to be kind of one all-encompassing application. And I know that assisting people to fill out the application is, is uh, or at least at that time, was really important. Is that still a thing? Yeah, so I would say that um, a lot of the community members I talk to um, are definitely looking for support in terms of how to access SNAP and how to complete the application. Uh, at Appleseed, we don't do that work directly, um, but we do tend to refer folks to the Food Bank's SNAP hotline, uh, which has a great variety of resources and um, people on the hotline who can actually walk you through your SNAP application and help you understand the different steps and what sort of um, deductions you might be eligible for, et cetera, um, to make sure that um, your application is complete and um, ideally to help you access the program. Yeah, no, great, that's great. I just just remember hearing stories about it. It's not, not a real easy thing to, to get through, so. No. Um, tell us more about Nebraska Appleseed. I, you know, I'd love to think that all of our listeners are really familiar with Appleseed, but I'm not sure they are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at Nebraska Appleseed, we fight for justice and opportunity for all Nebraskans. Uh, we're currently in our 26th year as an organization, and um, our work falls uh, primarily into four program areas, um, immigrant rights and inclusion, healthcare access, uh, child welfare, um, and then our economic justice program, which houses our food access work, as I mentioned. Um, recently, we celebrated uh, the success of the minimum wage campaign initiative, um, and Nebraska voters have officially um, cast their votes, and uh, that is now law. So we will see minimum wage increases, and we are really thrilled um, to have been a part of that effort. Um, and yeah, I'm yeah. I was particularly excited about that too, and. And glad to see that that is going to have a lasting impact across the state. That's just, just really, really good. I did not know you guys were in your 26th year. That is exciting too. Yes, I've been around for two of them. But, um, <laughs> it's been great to um, hear stories about how the organization has blossomed over the years and how much we've been able to broaden our staff capacity and um, the different um, sides of the work that we focus on um, as as the years have gone on. Now, um, aside from uh, raise the minimum wage, um, what other successes has Nebraska Appleseed seen? Because I know there are several. Yeah, I would say there's quite a long list um, of those, but in the food access arena, I'd say one of our most recent successes uh, was passing legislation that increased Nebraska's SNAP gross income limit um, from 130% of the federal poverty line to 165%. 
Um, so what this means is um, that, that this um, legislation has basically helped to protect uh, Nebraska SNAP recipients from losing their benefits when they take on a few extra hours at work or a small raise at work. Um, and we were really, really thrilled to see that pass. Um, we are anticipating in the future pushing for additional uh, legislation to make sure that that increase uh, stays in place. So that's a big focus of ours in the upcoming legislative session. Yes, and it's going to be a different type of session because there's a whole bunch of new senators so and a new governor and new department heads and it's a lot of change right now. Yes, absolutely. There's lots of unknowns, uh, but I also think there are a lot of new opportunities that come from this um, because we'll be able to talk with new senators and help um, educate them on these programs that they may not be as familiar with um, and hopefully make change for the Nebraskans who need it most. Megan, what would you say some of the biggest misconceptions about uh, the food and nutrition access program that you're in and the work that you do? Yeah, I'd say there there are quite a few misconceptions related to food access and food insecurity. Um, at like the most basic level, I think many people don't realize just how widespread food insecurity is. Uh, according to the USDA, more than uh, 34 million people, including 9 million children, experience food insecurity in the United States. And we continue to hear um, from food pantries in Nebraska how much need they're seeing on a daily basis. And especially during this period of inflation where all of our budgets are tighter, uh, that, that need is so prevalent. So there's a lot of work we can do to improve food access. And I think that we really try and focus on uh, policy interventions that can help uh, make change in the long term, um, because we know that our communities thrive when they're well fed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I just remember hearing, you know, knowing from reading stuff from Appleseed and other uh, organizations that there really was a need and there was a need all across Nebraska. It wasn't just in our urban areas, but then um, having uh, some political leaders talk about how there wasn't a need. And so, yeah, they either um, don't read or <laughs> don't understand. I won't, I won't say who it was, but everybody can fill in the blank from that. Um, yeah, just, what? Go ahead. Oh, I'll just chime in there and say that I think that that is really why the power of story is so important um, and why I've really loved doing this community organizing work because um, you are able to lift up and to push back against these narratives. Um, and, you know, it's sometimes people just don't know. Um, and so it can be really meaningful to have community members who are currently experiencing food insecurity, who are currently facing barriers to accessing SNAP and to just talk about what it's been like to try and jump through the hoops to even get on the program or um, to talk about uh, what it's uh, what it feels like to, you know, skip a meal so that your 12 year old can eat dinner. And uh, I think that those sorts of stories really elevate the issue in a, an important way and help our um, state senators um, and help our communities at large uh, really understand the prevalence of this problem. That's pretty amazing. Could, do you have a story that you could maybe tell us um, a little bit more about 
Yeah. Um, I guess I, I would say there is quite a few to choose from. Um, we have engaged with community members in a lot of ways over the past number of years, especially because COVID has uh, created certain barriers to in-person interactions. And so we've we've created a bunch of online opportunities as well for people to share their stories. Um, last spring, we had um, an impacted community um, advocate who um, was able to join us to push for um, eliminating the ban on in SNAP for folks with certain drug-related um, convictions. And um, she was actually able to um, put in calls to her senator and to um, share her story um, on social media and um, to we published, um, we co-wrote an article with her and were able to lift up her story that way as well. And it was just really cool to see the way that um, talking about her life and, and her experience as a whole person, as opposed to um, just her conviction um, or, you know, just her need for SNAP. It was, it was wonderful to see the way that was able to shift people's perspective and to build empathy and understanding. Um, and um, we saw the uh, legislation go further than it ever had before through the Nebraska legislature, even though it didn't ultimately pass. Um, and we, um, want to celebrate that too, because while while there's certainly more work to be done, and we'll continue to to carry the mantle in that regard, um, it was it was great to see how just one person engaging in this way, um, and along with many others who also participated throughout last spring in this work, um, were able to 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 help push the needle a little bit. Yeah, and that is so important, and you know, and that. Uh, really underscores the power of storytelling because it's one thing to, you know, spout all the statistics. And, you know, if you're a numbers person, you get, you really get into the statistics, but it's far more meaningful to talk about somebody's life and how, what the impact on their whole life is um, and hopefully gain some understanding on that. So, no, I was, I too was glad to see that that legislation went as far as it did. Um, baby steps sometimes. Yes, absolutely. And um, I'm actually really excited. Uh, our food and nutrition access work has actually just created a community advocates cohort, uh, which is a nine month cohort where we're engaging seven community members who have uh, personal experience uh, with challenges accessing food. And they will do a deep dive into um, storytelling trainings and advocacy skill building um, to uh, build their own capacity to uh, push for a change on their own time and also alongside us. And that's uh, a new opportunity that um, I'm really thrilled has been able that we've been able to build into our work. Oh, that's huge. That is really that will really have a good impact. I I commend you guys for for doing that. That's um, you know, I think those of us who've worked in nonprofit for a long time, we can tell the story, but it's so much more powerful when people are telling their own story. So hats off to you guys. Um, back on Appleseed in general, um, can you tell everybody how Appleseed is funded? Yeah, um, we are funded through a variety of um 
of grants, um, both from national organizations and um, local foundations, um, as well as um, from um, just the individual fundraising that our organization does each year. Um, and so really a variety of, of ways, and it depends quite a lot on the program area, uh, which where we are funded, but um, yeah, we are, we are lucky to have such a robust um, series of funders who support our work. That's great. Do you utilize volunteers at Nebraska Appleseed? And if so, how can folks connect with you? Yes, absolutely. Um, we do um, welcome volunteers. The amount of capacity that we have to um, offer volunteer opportunities kind of varies on the season. Uh, for example, in the warmer season, uh, we are especially thrilled to have volunteers join us when we're tabling out in the community and need some extra help with some of those more in-person event logistics. Um, during the um, colder months when those events aren't happening as much, we're certainly happy to uh, consider other opportunities and to um, hear what skills community members have to offer. And we do have an interest form on our website, neappleseed.org, uh, where uh, listeners can uh, fill out that information and um, indicate the interest that they have in, in uh, what sort of work they're looking to do. That's great. Um, tell us a little bit about what you think the challenges are uh, for your program going forward. Yeah, I'd say um, as an organizer, um, uh, one challenge that comes up for me is just uh, a need to be nimble because when my job is connecting with directly impacted people, the people that I reach out to are often um, a little bit strapped um, in terms of time. I'm in capacity. Uh, I'm working a lot with, and I have conversations a lot with parents who are working multiple jobs whose hours can change on a weekly basis. And the time that they have available is, you know, um, late in the evening or early on a weekend morning. And uh, we want to make sure that those those folks still have the opportunity to engage. And so um, making sure that we can provide opportunities for uh, folks to make their voices heard, even if they aren't able to show up for a hearing on a legislative bill, um, but, you know, want to contribute to the conversation, finding ways to to create those opportunities has been a big focus of our work. I bet that's, it's got to be um, huge. And, you know, it's um, not everything, not everybody has time to do stuff between the hours of eight and five. So it's, it is a challenge to, to work those kinds of things in. Um, what are the, your goals for this next year for it, um, your program at Appleseed, your food and nutrition access program? Yeah, I'd say um, right now we're really looking towards the legislative session that will start this January. Um, and um, our primary focus will be um, working to maintain the SNAP gross income limit increase that I mentioned earlier uh, that will help protect community members on SNAP from losing the benefits that they rely on when they take a small raise or extra hours at work. Does that, uh, did it have a sunset on it? Did it have a time frame? 
Yes, exactly. So um, the current legislation will end in September of this uh, of 2023. So we are hoping to um, see that extended um, and make sure that our communities uh, continue to benefit from this increase because we've seen the impact that it's had and it's been incredibly helpful for folks who are just really working hard to try and make ends meet. So, well, and that's where your your advocates that you're training can really help too. Um, you know, that um, kind of one-on-one, and this is, and I'm speaking on this a little bit because I used to work in the legislature, but I know it was so much more meaningful to have somebody who's talking about their experience and asking for help for something that impacts them than it is to, you know, have somebody come in and say, well, you know, there's a whole lot of people out there that need this. And um, I think you guys will, I'm, I've got my fingers crossed for success for you. Um, you do too. <laughs> <laughs> what have, what have you learned while you've been doing this work? Yeah. Um, I've learned that community is powerful uh, and that there are a lot of forces in this world that try and pretend that food insecurity is an individual problem, but it isn't. Food insecurity is a community problem and it has real and tangible solutions. And um, we like all need to come together and look at this from a systemic lens and see about ways that we can pass policies and um, make sure that Nebraskans are able to put food on the table. And so lifting up the experiences of folks who are personally struggling can remind us just how crucial it is to advocate for this change and to make SNAP and to make school meals more accessible and to support um, the many other policies that can also help folks make ends meet. Tell us again um, how people find out more information about your program or about Nebraska Appleseed. So what's your website? Yes, absolutely. Um, our website is neappleseed.org. Um, we also are active on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So if you look up Nebraska Appleseed, you'll be able to find us pretty easily on any of those platforms. We try and share our opportunities really broadly. So even on Facebook, you'll find ways to contact your senator when um, a bill is up for debate um, or um, new information on changes to the SNAP program, for example. We really try and keep that information robust. Um, we also on our website um, have a page where you can sign up to any of our mailing lists. Um, and we have a legislative one that's specific to the Nebraska legislature. And we have ones that are also focused on our program areas. Um, if those are um, of specific interest to listeners. Yeah, I will give a shout out, not only for the, the legislative newsletter, that's been extremely helpful um, each session, um, but the child, since I work in child welfare, the child welfare um, newsletter too is it really helps as you can imagine that area can get complicated policy wise and um, your colleagues at Nebraska Appleseed are always able to kind of cut through the the haze and and be able to explain issues really well and um, give direction on what people need to to do to get involved so I think that's that's really great you can you can tell them that they got a pat on the back so for what it's worth anyway. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I'll certainly pass it along. Okay. 
Well, and we've if um, anything else on the horizon as we're closing out 2022, you guys are just getting ready for the session and. Yeah, that is really our primary focus at this point. Uh, we will be starting to send out some emails and posts about things that we're anticipating for the spring session here um, in, in the earlier weeks of December. And then uh, we'll probably be a bit quiet for the holidays and come back uh, ready to go, refreshed for <laughs> session uh, early January. That sounds great. Um, well, Megan, thanks so much for being with us today. We've really enjoyed learning more about your program at Nebraska Seed, but Nebraska Appleseed, but also just Nebraska Appleseed in general. Thanks for all of the great work that you do. Um, and that's all we have for today. So thanks so much for coming in and sharing your experience. And thanks for listening to Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUMHD. Lincoln's Community Radio. For more information and to listen to this podcast, you can visit causecollectivelincoln.org. So tune in again next week for another edition of Cause Collective Radio. Thanks. Thanks.